Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Haven Podcast. I know it's been a little while, had some technical difficulties, but everything's back up and running. Today, we have Tony Kittrell from Advent Comics. Awesome conversation, awesome guy, and um, y'all need to check them out, and then look up Universal Fun Con, and get your butts to Maryland at the end of April. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be as big a blast as I had talking to Tony today. So enjoy, guys. But, all right, so tell me a little bit, uh, introduce yourself to everybody, and then t- tell us a little bit about Advent Comics, and we'll go from there. Hi, <laughs> right. well, my name is Tony Cottrell. Um I'm the owner and publisher of Advent Comics. Uh, we started Advent back in 2009. First book was actually released the end of 2009, beginning of 2010, and um, we're celebrating our ninth anniversary this year. Nice. Uh, we we pretty much put out all types of content. Like I said, some of our books are our bread and butter superheroes, of course, but we do books on religion, science fiction, love, romance, uh, horror, thriller, you name it. We have a comic that deals with it or touches on it, po- even politics. Um, so we, uh, we just wanted to put comics out that everyone could enjoy and that at the time... Um, when I was um, in into comics heavily, I didn't see a lot of stories that touched on certain things, some of these titles uh, and genres that I just mentioned. So that was uh, my, for want of a better term, the reasoning to start Advent. Um, Advent, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good. Um, we've done about, we have like 14, 15 titles of our Advent Universe titles. Um, wow. We have uh, some other, yeah, we have some other books that um, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of people who want to put out their own comics, indie comics. Um, not only have I supported over a hundred indie projects on Kickstarter, but my whole reason for starting the wing of Advent Comics that I call Unbound Realms, it's a creator-owned uh, section, was because I wanted to see creators who basically had nice projects or good projects and couldn't take them anywhere. Not so much couldn't take them anywhere, but may have done a Kickstarter and then they just languished or they may have not passed Kickstarter, but they had a nice idea. I wanted to see those projects go out among the masses and people be, you know, could be seen by people. So we started that, that section of the event. Um, we have uh, Advent Studios where we help creators uh, with the technical aspects of putting a book together, whether it's you need a cover drawn or you need uh, logos done. So we do that part. Um, and right now, in the past few months, I've just been uh, helping put together uh, first ever uh, fan con, universal fan con. So me and other people have been basically putting our own uh, comic con together in the Baltimore area. So that's going to drop next month. So Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So pretty, pretty, uh, pretty excited about that part. Pretty so much that part, and of course, still trying to run Advent on a day-to-day basis. So right. So, um, were you always into comics, or was it something that came later? Or oh, I was into comics ever since I was like five years old. Um, I had a I had a cousin, and uh, I would love to go over to his cousin's house because he he would have a stack of comics. So he was a little bit older than I was. He and my older brother would read comics, and because I was a little pesky kid, like. Leave it to Beaver. They were always kicking me, kicking me out. 
So I was like, I want to read comics with you guys too. So he never let me read comics. So that particular cousin, I guess, you know, when he got in his teens and started discovering girls, he, he got rid of his comics. So he called me one Sunday night, maybe like six o'clock, seven o'clock. It was almost time for me to go to bed. And he was like, hey, I'm getting rid of my comics. You want them? I was like, yeah. So I begged my dad. <laughs> he literally drove me over to my cousin's house and picked those comics up. And that was like, started my love affair with comics. And, you know, I, I've been reading comics ever since I was five years old. That sounds like me. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I think comic book may have been the first thing I actually read from cover to cover. It, me too. Comic, <laughs> book, comic books helped me learn how to read. They literally did. They literally helped me learn how to read. Me too. So like, it's like with me, I had an uncle, you know, I've told it before. I had an uncle who worked in uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. I'm originally from Massachusetts. I live in Atlanta okay. now, but I'm a Yankee. Okay. And um, I had an uncle who worked at a magazine distribution like place in Brockton, Massachusetts. And, you know, he would save all the runoff stuff, like, you know, the extra books. And he would just oh, bring me like cool. these. You had the hookup. Paper shopping bags full oh, of comics. Wow, that is so cool. So, I mean, like, comics were just, like, one of the first things I kind of got inundated with. And, of course, you know, it being, like, early to mid-80s, that's when everything kind of blew up. And, uh-huh. I mean, comics were there, but, you know, 80s were kind of like the renaissance of what led to, you know, the books that we have now and the amount of characters and everything else. So, like, it was, like, perfect timing mixed with, like you said, a hookup. And <coughs> it started a lifelong... Uh, love affair with uh printed now i'm not gonna lie the 80s put out some of the best titles because around when the 80s came out that's when i was in i think i was in middle school yeah i was in middle school in the 80s and we just had our first few direct comic shops open up in our area i lived i lived in maryland um so direct market had just started really opening up so i was able to go to comic shop and get books that i wasn't normally exposed to i remember getting first editions of crisis and uh, the x-men titans uh uh crossover when it came out and then seeing other books like at that time like alien legion or um paragon from uh ac comics or miss mystic i mean i was there was a lot of comics in the 80s that were cool but I still I'll, have Miss Mystic number one in the house. You do? Oh, that's, I that's do. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I still, but I still love my 70s comics because, like I said, when I was a kid in the 70s, I mean, it was nothing like seeing Steve uh, Dick Coast or the Basima brothers or seeing yep. oh, Bernie Righteousness horror books. I mean, I, I love my 70s comics. I mean, I, they literally, literally taught me how to read. Or even my, like, I started reading DC like around. About 77. So my first titles in DC were Justice League, Teen Titans, and um, um, what else did I read from DC? Justice League, Teen Titans. I read some stuff like uh, Creeper. and um, like Before the DC implosion, I was reading a few of the other titles. But yeah, I, I mean, I love comics. I love comics, no matter whether it's Marvel or DC. I mean, I remember... I wish I still had them. I had, and I, I'm pretty sure they were reprints because I think they were the old horror comics from like the 50s and 60s. But I remember 
I had like a whole stack of they were called like weird war tales. Oh yeah, weird war tales. Yeah, they were like seventies in the seventies. I had yeah. so many of those. Wow. And yeah, it was like the precursor to Tales from the Crypt type stuff. Uh huh. War as hell and yep. uh, all that stuff. Chamber of Horrors and yeah, all that good stuff. Brand X, Eek, uh, all that, all that good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, I like you know, I mean, he would just grab anything that was a comic book. So I mean, I had everything from like, I'd got, I'd look in like whatever bags he brought that week, and I'd have everything from like Chippendale comics. Oh, dude, the old Mickey key, Mouse and the old, old Disney Archie comics. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then man. underneath that, you get like weird war tales of some dude with his uh-huh. face getting melted off. <laughs> so it's like, you go from Mickey Mouse to like, you know, Hiroshima After Effects. Yeah. When I would bag. go to Toys Us back in the day, and I'm, I'm really bummed out this week to hear Toys Us going out of business because that, that was my childhood. But when I would go to Toys Us, I would get, back then, we didn't have the the three. 3.75 figures. We had the old G.I. Joe figures, 8-inch, 12-inch figures. Yep. So I would get G.I. Joe figures, but every time the Toys Us that I had, you walk into the Toys Us, there was the bin or the, the end cap with comics. So I would get either a bag comic or get one of the old giant treasury books. Yep. I, still have, I still have three of my treasury books. I have Muhammad Ali vs. Superman. Ooh. I have the Legion of Superheroes treasury book. And I still have the Superman vs. Shazam treasury book. Now, I'm mad because I had a few others and they've gone by the wayside. But, I mean, that was my childhood. That's Those where I would pick up my comics and different comics. Like I said, Key and Archie, the Torok comics. Like you said, you get a bag of comics and, you know, you, you'd have Key comics, you have DC comics or Archie or whatever was in that comic. And I used to, I used to love that, man. I used to love that. I just love comics, period. For real. I'm the same way. I think it's, you know, like with the movies and everything now, I think it's cool how much exposure and recognition some of the characters are getting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's kind of caused this uh, this glut in the two big houses. They've kind of... They're building everything around the movies now instead of vice versa. it's hard to keep up with like 18 titles for one character. And So, you know, like, I mean, I'm having you on. I've had Alterna Comics on and... Oh, Peter's a good guy. He's a good guy. I'm kind of... He's doing a lot of innovative stuff in the market, too. So keep an eye on Peter and Alter. Them guys, they're doing some good stuff. But see, that's why I reach out to you guys, because I like... I guess maybe it's the age, maybe it's, you know, the innate punk rock style to go with the indie guys, but I've become more attracted to, you know... The companies like yours and and Pete's and stuff uh, over the years, and and not so much the big houses. I mean, to, just to be I honest. Hope, I hope all of your listeners and people in general tend to swing towards indies. The Marvel and the DCs will be okay. They have built-in audiences who won't go anywhere. But I do feel indie comics and the creators of indie comics are some of, if not the most creative creators in the entire comic industry and i, I will stand behind that 100 percent. yeah so- because i think they they grew up on the same spirit you were talking about yeah they grew up on the spirit of what made comics so special when we were younger and i think that's yep. been lost in the big houses it has because it's become a business for them now right. too much of a business so you guys provide the level of of creativity and 
and art and and you know let's go out on a weird limb and tell a story that other houses would be like no we ain't touching that and so so you end up getting better and more diverse story types Mm -hmm. by going to an indie indie house you know so i mean oh yeah I, I love it. I, I love that there's advents and, and alternas and. You oh know. yeah, I do too. And that's and that's why, if I, whether I'm on Twitter, whether I'm on Facebook, whether I'm Instagram or whatever social media site I'm on, you'll always see me, bigging up and and pushing up and promoting other indie artists because there's so much creativity there. You have other indie houses such as. Short Fuse Media, um, uh, Dream Theory, um, it's, uh, one that's coming out of uh, Canada. They haven't even released yet, but I was blessed by their their owner to see some of the stuff they're working on called Project Impact. They're doing good stuff. Uh, Bar uh, Publications, they're doing good stuff. I mean, there are so many indie houses that are about to literally change this landscape. I'm, I, it's incredible. It's incredible. And more people need to know about it, like I said, indie comics, because indie comics are the, the wave of the future. They really are. So, um, let, let's see. Grab a couple titles off the top of your head and and throw them out. Maybe somebody can find something that they'll be like, oh, and <laughs> like get, catch an interest in. You mean what from ad, from from Advent? Yeah, like okay. let us know so, some of the different stories well, we can get into. Um, to to be honest. Um, did, well, I'm going to give you four titles, if you don't mind. Oh, of course, man. Okay, first title is Cosmos. Cosmos is, it start well, initially when I was tagging it, um, it was the, the title that was going to run throughout the entire Advent universe, bringing it together all of our cosmic characters. But it was actually always more than that. Um, now we've gotten to a point in the story where I can tell you what Cosmos really is. From the day I put out the first comic book, the first page of our very first book, which was Pandemonium Evil Incarnate, which was an 80-page graphic novel. That very first page, I set the scene for what Cosmos is, is to be. Um, Cosmos is a, right now, we have 75 other comic book publish, indie publishers and creators who are part of this big crossover story. Wow. Right. So... The first half of the books that I've told, the first 40 books that I've written so far, is part of one big story, and it all ties into this Cosmos story. And Cosmos is just the the fruition of the story coming coming to bear that I've told for the past nine years. Um, Cosmos, like I said, it's, it's all of our cosmic characters. And people used to give me great. They were like, well, you know, your character on the cover of Cosmos 1 looks like Adam Warlock. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason for that. Because when Marvel had their their old uh, epic imprint they at one point they were looking for writers and they were like write a story we might accept your story so I wrote a story about Adam Warlock that made it through Marvel's publication levels so I got Marvel editors looking over the story and like hey this is pretty good but you know we might do something with this made it to the second level of of I guess editorial and then they were like nah we're gonna do something else with the character they later killed Warlock so I'm like okay cool well they killed him again I'm like, okay. And then when I started my own comic book company, I dusted that old story off. And I'm like, this is way too good of a story to just let languish. So I was like, I'll use it for my own comic book. So I created a a standing character called Genesis, who was the Adam Warlock character. So people always ask me, they're like, why do you have Adam Warlock on your first cover? I'm like, it's not Adam Warlock. 
So I, te- I told a story, and that's what it was. But I kind of morphed the idea and basically reached out to a lot of different people in the indie comics market. I'm like, hey, I got this really cool cosmic story I want to tell. You know, do you want to be a part of it? And, you know, there were some people who said, no, no, we don't know anything about Advent, no. But then there were people who were like, yeah. So the issue four just released, and it had uh, Mike Barron and Steve Rude's Nexus in it. And people were like, hold it, hold it. They were like, you had wow. characters from Dark Horse? I'm like, yeah, Mike Barron and Steve Rude's Nexus. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's way more to come. I mean, so far in the first four issues, we've had about maybe about... 10 different comic publishers who've appeared or whose characters have appeared in the story. Um, and like I said, it's, it's a 12 issue maxi series and you're going to see some surprises along the way. Um, there's a, there's a book that's going to, well, we're at a point now where I can tell you there's a book that's going to come right after we release Cosmos five, which is called Pantheon. The dearly departed Rich Buckler, who was working with us on uh, Cosmos. Matter of fact, one of his characters from Mighty Crusaders, Darkling, she appeared in issue three. Uh, Rich and I talked about bringing her back and doing some other things, which are going to happen down the road. Oh, wow. Before he passed. So Rich did his final cover work ever, um, did it for Pantheon. And then we had Andy Smith before he um, went and started up... uh, um, his comic company, he he did some stuff for us for Pantheon. So you're going to see a book with Andy Smith and a whole bunch of other stars. I'm not going to say too much on that particular book because I have to release issue five before that book comes out. But, I mean, Cosmos, is like I said, it's a huge series, and it's only going to get even bigger. Um, so people don't know about it, and they're like, dude, yeah. where you been at with this Hold series? Hold up for a second. You know I've had Andy Smith on the show, right? Yeah, Andy's a good guy because Andy lives down there your way, not too far from you. You know, I have Ominous Press on like once a month uh-huh. to talk about um, yep. my, Demigod and some of their upcoming stuff. That's crazy, and, dude. And I'm going to give you the tie as to how I know Andy. Um, my very first cover for Pandemonium Evil Incarnate was done by Bart Sears and oh. Andy Smith. They did the very first cover. And upon talking to Andy Smith, Small World. We all grew up in the same town called Beltsville, Maryland. Andy wow. Smith there. I grew up there. Walter Simonson grew up there. Oh. So that yeah, so that was kind of like a little circle, and that's how I I got to know Andy and got to know Mr. Uh, Simonson because we all came from the same part of Maryland. Small world. So Andy's done some stuff for us before. Dude, so, that's crazy. Yeah. So pandemonium. Um, was the first thing that they did for us. And uh, Bart did some stuff for us, Homeland and a few other projects. Um, and basically, like I said, I've been building this, this universe in my head for like almost 20 years now. So there's some stuff that's coming out that Andy and Bart both have done that you, you're you going to see over the next year, year and a half. Do you know Ron? No, I don't know him. I, unfortunately, I, those are the only two gentlemen that I know. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know Mr. Mars. I don't know Mr. Mars. That's just an awesome association. I didn't even know that. That is crazy awesome, man. Yeah. So, like I said, they've done they've done some Advent work before. Um, matter of fact, Bart did uh, the first short story in the Homeland Zero prequel. Um, he's done some other stuff that's, that's coming up that I can't say yet. Um, and that's that's the one thing in my mind. The comics that I put out, there, this may or may not turn a lot of people on but 
I'm all about continuity, so mm. I can't release a comic where the character dies, but yet you see him two months later in another book. <laughs> so basically, certain things happen in this Cosmos series that dictate when I release the other books. So, oh, that's awesome. Gotcha. Yes. So that's why you haven't seen certain works yet, but you're going to see a couple of works from Ominous Press. Um, let's see what else can I talk about. Um, other than Cosmos, um, there's another book I have called Titan the Ultraman. Basically, he's like our Superman of the universe. Um, that's being worked on presently by myself and Pyle Rodericks, who uh, did Justice League for uh, DC. Um, very, very talented artist from down mm-hmm. in Brazil. Um, he's doing that. Um, this We're doing a, a Kickstarter for Titan towards the end of the year. Um, basically, what I've been doing to celebrate our ninth year in the comic industry every quarter i'm doing a new kickstarter project that i'm only going to they're going to be kickstarter exclusives so that you won't get them anywhere else i won't get them on my website won't even get them at, right. at conventions or anything you have to get them through kickstarter so the first one was a book called streets that's just being released um it's a kickstarter that's going on now that just started actually a few days ago called the alliance of evil and then titan is probably going to be the kickstarter for the winter quarter um because I have a science fiction title that we're, we're putting together called Dark Matter. That's coming up in June. Um, but even outside of Kickstarters, we have a, a regular release schedule. Uh, we have a teen book that's kind of like the classic Teen Titans uh, book called The Outlanders. That comes out next month. Um, after Outlanders, you're probably going to have uh, a book called Black Star Line number four, which is where we have the creators of color in our in our universe and the characters of color take center stage so this book is all about diversity most people say oh diversity is a bad thing not in my universe i celebrate diversity so this is a book that's basically for creators of color to tell their own stories so that's coming out number four is coming out probably july probably july um what else can i tell you guys about uh, for free comic book day, we got a, a 32-page book that uh, I'm going to deliver to certain comics. I didn't get it in time to be voted on to be an official free comic book day book, but I'm sending it around to the comics that back us, the comic shops that back us uh, across the country, and basically just going to have that there in those shops for free comic book day. Matter of fact, I just sent a box of those out yesterday. Um, what else do we got going on? What else we got going on? Uh, we have a hard title this year coming out on Halloween. Um, by the time Halloween gets here, Chambers of Terror 1 and 2 should be done. So I plan on releasing them both together as a set. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so there's like a whole bunch of stuff people oh, can get brother. their hands on. Bro- yeah, brother. There's, there's so much going on. It's, it's unbelievable. And then, um, like I said, me and uh, a group of people, we did our own comic book convention, uh, which drops off. Uh, April 27th through 29th at the Baltimore Convention Center here in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And we just got word back that we are going to be uh, screening the Avengers Infinity War at our convention. So I'm Shut up! Hi- I am hyped about that. So go to UniversalFanCon.com pick up your tickets, anybody that's in the area or you want to travel up to the area. We, we'd love to see you there. Shoot, you let me cover that place as, as a media, and I'll come up and represent. Brother, brother, <laughs> come on up. 
I'm I'm sending coordinator. We can make that happen. You say the word. We have podcasting. It's going to be a 24-hour event. When I say event, we're going to have live performances. We're going to have uh, you you name the type of music we have. It. We have uh, musicians, uh, hip hop, uh, Big Daddy Kane. We have uh, rock bands, uh, Bit Brigade. We even have a string quartet called the Triforce Quartet. They're going to be there. Um, we have DJs who are coming from Japan who've never been set foot in the United States. They're going to DJ parties. Um, Hodor from uh, Game of Thrones, he's a DJ. He's going to DJ? Yo. He's gonna DJ. He's going to DJ at Universal Fan Con. I'm going to hit you up offline, man. Okay, do that. Do that. <laughs> look, look it up. UniversalFanCon.com. Uh, we have Orlando Jones, uh, who's film oh, and TV actor. What? He's going to do a, a comedy show for us. We're going to have um, animated American gods. American God. We have the ca- the entire cast, main cast of American Gods, Sci-Fi's Killjoys, and Sci-Fi's The Magicians, who will be there. Dang. We have, we have Billy D. Williams from Star Wars. He's going to be in the house. You shut your mouth. Yeah, so we're going to have all kinds of stuff. Kids programming. We're going to have a 24-hour arcade and eSports uh, gaming tournament from Xbox and PlayStation So and Nintendo. So, I mean... Come on, come on out. It's gonna be an excellent time. Excellent time. So I'm really excited about it. Man, am I glad I reached out to you. So am I. Like I said, I don't, I don't real, dude. I don't do many interviews, but when I do, people are like, you're more excited about it than we are. Because I, I love comics that much and I love what we're able to do here at Advent that I just want to share it with the world. So yeah, I, I, I geek out, especially when I go to cons. I'm more of a geek than the people are because I take pictures of everybody. I mean, that's my thing. I love to take pictures of cosplayers and just the whole whole feeling of Comic-Cons. I love them. I love now, I've them. only covered one. It was last year. It was one here called MomoCon. Okay. It's, it's smaller than DragonCon, but it's it was, it was badass. I had a lot of fun. Um, it afforded me the opportunity to sit down with Pinky and the Brain in person. Are you serious? And do an episode. Dude. So, like, <laughs> oh. yeah, so I'm like you. Like, that's why I, I, I make nothing off this podcast. I don't ask for things mm-hmm. from people on the podcast. Like, I do it because I love right. I love my nerd culture. I grew up exactly. in it, you know, and... It's for the love of it. Music and, and nerd you, culture, so, like... that love, that's when you lose the passion or things tend to die down for you. Right now, I love Evan. I love creating. I love... Right. Meeting the creators, I love crossing over with different people. I love attending Comic Cons. I love being part of Comic Cons. I mean, it's just so much that see, and and that's my thing. Like you see people start podcasts, and it's like, oh, fame and fortune. I'm gonna build an empire. I'm gonna be the next Chris Hardwick, and da da da. Me, I'm like, do you know what this podcast has brought me? And and mm-hmm. it just being me for a year, I got to talk to. X-Men animated series Wolverine, and now we talk, like, offline all the time. I am oh, friends with, with my childhood Wolverine. That's sweet. I got to meet Pinky and the Brain in person. I've got to talk to a Boba Fett. That's I've got, you know what I mean? I've got inroads in the comic book industry, which is an industry I've loved my whole life. I got to talk to, you know, the guy who wrote the screenplay for the original Judge Dredd and Die Hard. And, like, deep oh, dive. Are you serious? Right. Yeah. Like, I got to, um, Stephen E. D'Souza. I got to talk to the, the couple that ran X-Men, the animated series. I got to talk to the guy who invented Darkwing Duck and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Like It's a classic right there. For that real. Like, so like, classic. I'm like you. Like, it's all about just, like, 
look, if this episode makes somebody happy listening to us like talk like hyperactive five year olds and just geek right. out, right. then it's worth it. Like if it brightens up, if it brightens up like, your day, exactly. then that's what the podcast is for. Exactly. You know, so for real, dude. Like this, this has been a blast. I have to have you back on, but I mean, oh, me you, whenever, whenever you mean you got to talk offline though about other stuff. Yeah, definitely. You definitely you say the word. I'm there. Now I do have to explain to you. I have a crazy schedule, really crazy, um, because like like I said, I do this for the love, not for the money. Um, I still have right. a day job. I'm a career firefighter, paramedic uh, here oh, in America. Wow. Where I live. So I so a real I, hero who makes crazy. books for superheroes. What do you say? I said a real hero who makes books about superheroes. I won't say real superhero, but yeah, I, Come I, I on, love man. it. I love it. Yeah, and, and the character Titan is kind of like a semi-autobiographical. There you go, see? Of, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I love what I do, man. Like I said, I love helping people, and to be able to do what I love to write and create comics, bro, I'm living a dream right now. I mean, I, I know that's a cliche statement, but I'm living a dream. I, I can't express it enough. I'm, I'm just happy all the time. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> so where can people find you? Because I think oh, they need to find you. Sure, um, you can find me social media wise. Um, we're here. We're here in the Maryland area, and we we try to reach out and we do um, not just big cons. Um, I do cons at, at my local libraries. Um, we do wow. stuff at individual schools. Um, we do a, a big uh, back to school event. Um, basically, every year we try to take backpacks we do a backpack drive we take it to the uh impoverished schools and students oh, around the awesome. area um you know, social media you can find me on facebook uh tony Cottrell on facebook you can also find advent comics on facebook um we have a group on facebook called advent universe where uh industry stars um people like Andy Smith, Bart Sears are members, and regular fans can join in and talk to them. You can even, when you're in Advent Universe, you can even talk about your own projects, post your projects, and things of that nature. Like I said, because we, we share a love of indie comics and different creators, so that's kind of just like a way for everybody to come together and talk and get to know each other. Um, you can see me on Twitter, um, Advent Comics. Um, you can also get us on Instagram. Um, like I said, my time is limited, so I don't have much time to do anything else other than those three social media sites. Thank but, uh, you. Yeah, I have a website, too. Um, how can I forget the website? AdventComics.com. So go to Advent Comics. You can get it, uh, all of our comics, not just our comics, but the uh, creator-owned titles through the Unbound Realm are there. Um, you can get apparel, our shirts, and posters, t-shirts, um, also prints. We have prints by Andy Smith, Jimbo Sargata. Uh, oh, Andy man. Smith, um, um, one of my classic uh, heroes uh, did some stuff for us. So you're going to you're gonna see that print's not up there yet, but uh, you're going you're gonna to see uh, a couple new prints added within the next week. So, I, like I said, I've been blessed, man. I, I can't explain it enough, and I I, I love this, man. I love it. Well, I'm definitely going to reach back out, dude. Definitely. Definitely. Anytime. Anytime. Thanks for coming on today, man. Anytime. I would love, love to come back again. You just say the word and I'm there. Cool.